Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. CR700 is going to be a free agent. I don't think I've seen that before in football where somebody has... They know that the the light's going to be on. They know that the cameras are going to be following him around. And yet he still just sort of owned it with big, broad shoulders. I don't think that playing for Man United anymore gives you any divine right to say we should be the best. There's nobody really in that dressing room that Cristiano Ronaldo fears or respects enough to, to play ball. If he's handled it like that, then that is just really, really bad people skills and management skills. You cannot do that. He's got no comfort by the way there's no comeback to this Ronaldo cannot answer with a, an answer that's going to make everybody go oh yeah I understand what you're saying yeah, yeah? it's not going to work like that right there's no team in the Premier League now can carry a luxury player like that I honestly think that Sir Alex Ferguson wouldn't be too surprised I really don't and that's the sad part of it because I think even Alex Ferguson will have seen the change at Man United where do you think he'll go um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fozcast. I am Ben Foster, and we have got a podcast today dedicated to Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United, because in the last couple of days, Manchester United have announced that they are parting ways with the main man himself. CR700 is going to be a free agent. Man United released a statement that read, Cristiano Ronaldo is to leave Manchester United by mutual agreement with immediate effect. The club thanks him for his immense contribution across two spells at Old Trafford, scoring 145 goals in 346 appearances and wish him and his family well for the future. Everyone at Manchester United remains focused on continuing the team's progress under Eric Ten Hag and working together to deliver success on the pitch. Cristiano Ronaldo replied with his own statement, which reads, I love Man United and I love the fans. That will never, ever change. However, it feels like the right time for me to seek a new challenge. I wish the team every success for the remainder of the season and for the future. Tom, let's get into it, big dog. Yeah, let's get into it. Can I just say I beat you at golf yesterday and I'm pleased. Uh, you did beat me at golf and um, I'm happy for you. I really am, mate. You played really, really well. I played really, really well. It was a competitive game. We had a yeah. nice time. The, the the rain held off for a few hours and um, I'm, I'm happy for you, mate. You, you earned every bit of money that you won off me. Sorry, I just had to get that one yeah, in I know quickly. You did. I know. So, Ronaldo. Yeah. What, firstly, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, this was, this was inevitable, I think. Once... Um, once he did the interview with Piers Morgan last week, I think everybody knew the writing was on the wall. Um, there is no coming back from that, especially, I think, especially for a, a team like Man United. It's you know they they need to they need to basically place a, a flag in the sand here. They need to go right. That's enough. You can't do that kind of stuff at Man United. Nobody has has ever really gone to those lengths before and done that to to Manchester United. And I think they've just had to set their stall out and say, enough's enough. Um, it was on the cards though, wasn't it? It'd been on the cards. You'd had the 
the the Spurs incident where yeah. he'd taken off down the tunnel. Obviously, he's done Piers Morgan, but the the, the Spurs incident is a, still a massive incident, by the way. Exactly, it's a massive incident. Like I've I don't think I've seen that before in football where somebody has they they know that the the light's going to be on. They know that the cameras are going to be following him around, and yet he still just sort of owned it with big broad shoulders. Do you know what I mean? That's I'm just gonna. I'm just going to beat the traffic. I'm just- Mate, that's literally what it is. It's like, I'm going to take this moment to forget what's going on on the pitch. We're, we're battering Spurs, like whatever it was, 2-3-0 or whatever. We're battering Spurs, but it's about me now. I want yeah. the spotlight on me and I want everybody to see that I'm not happy and this is the start of He's me. making his point, mate. wasn't he? He was. It goes, it goes back though. There's a little bit here which I think doesn't hasn't been spoken about enough and yeah. it's a kind of transfer transcends football a little bit. So in the in the summer, uh, very well publicised, Ronaldo um, and his and his partner twins, sadly, um, the boy didn't survive. And um, in the off-season, his daughter was unwell. Yeah. And he claims that the club didn't really believe him. And there was a bit of, he said, they said. It was when he, he turned up a bit late for pre-season training, wasn't it? Yeah, that was right. Yeah. Now, let let's say Ronaldo's right here because he said that they did they didn't really believe him and they didn't feel that he was the, the director was very didn't show much empathy. Yeah. If you were in Ronaldo's position and that happened to you, you're not going to respond well to that at all, are you? No, that's let's um, say he's got a point and he's right. Yeah. If 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 that's how it happened, then in Ronaldo's head, then that leaves a mark. That really does leave a mark. That's um. That kind of burns a lot of bridges, that does, when stuff like that happens. Because football football matters and football things that go on behind closed doors, that's, that, that's one thing, yeah. But when it becomes a family issue, a personal issue of them not believing you, and when tragedy is struck like the way it did, like I say, that, is, that becomes then a, a real, real matter of principles where you get to the point where you say, well, you're not believing me. I've just had this happen to me and you're actually still not believing yeah, me. Yeah, because it was, I think it was a number of weeks later where his, his daughter was unwell and, and and that's what it's in relation to, yeah. his daughter being unwell. But like, if you put yourself in Ronnie's shoes, there's no way back from that. That's a relationship that, yeah. that can't be built. Let's say me and you, right, if I came in a similar circumstance and I didn't feel you were particularly genuine about yeah. it, it's over. Yeah, boom. You don't want to go, I don't want to go into a workplace where... I don't feel like they respect me and they trust me and they believe me. Um, I think I think the thing with with this with Ronaldo's return in general, I think he he's obviously returning to a club he's been to in Man United and he sort of knows. But I think once he's actually signed back for the club and I think once he's got back into training and all that kind of stuff, I think he might have looked around and gone. This isn't the Man United I knew. People always say, don't they, Fozzie? Never go back. Yeah. An old job. People always... How many times has it worked Well, well out? How, how long was he gone for? Was it the best part of 10 years, so, pretty was much, it, wasn't it? It was longer than that, but, it? So, but... 13 years. It, I think so much has changed at Man United, especially behind the scenes, yeah, especially behind the scenes, that it's probably not the Manchester United that he once knew. Do you know what no. I mean? All the, I, I guarantee, like, the directors, the um, execs, all those kind of guys are different. Well, Fergie... Um, Bergen gone for one, personnel, staff, players, physios, masseurs, all that kind of stuff, yeah, will have changed. And that's that's not the same. So as a player, yeah, cool, you're still playing for the same team that you used to play for all those years ago, but it's still not the same environment. So he's left an environment where it was winners and it was competing at the, the sharp club end. was the elite. The, the elite of everything. They were they were known as the top, top, top and of when everything. And he, when he left, 
There was Rooney. There was Tevez. Everybody, you there could, was Rio. You hand, was, all of them. You could keep naming them, mate, all the way through the pitch, full of winners, full of world-class players, right, left and centre. And then he's rejoined a Manchester United that, in all honesty, is a bit of a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. And then you, you listen to the, uh, the interview that he's done with Piers Morgan where he has just gone off on one and basically slated everything about the club. And from I think there from are... the manager to the... Um, to sort of um, Ralph Ranić last year, to yeah. the current players, directors. to the young players, directors. Even the, the owners he had a pop at, didn't he? The facilities. <laughs> Mate, it is ridiculous, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, I think he has got to a point when he did that interview, of his, in, in his head anyway, where he's like, well, I really just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I don't and, want to be here anymore. And he attacked every level of the club, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Absolutely yeah. every level of the club. But look, rewind. So when he came back in, though, so when he came back in, it looked like a, a match made in heaven. Um, they needed him. Well, he got off to a fantastic start as well, didn't he? First game against Newcastle, two goals on his debut. Um, it looked, Everybody straight away was like, wow, Ronaldo's back. Get him in your fancy Premier League team. Straight away, the guy is going to be a machine yet again. Well, look, let's look at last season then. Oh, last season was a su- success, Thir- for sure. 38 games, 35 starts, 24 goals, yep. right? League games... United scored 57 Prem goals, right? He scored 31.5% of their Premier League goals last exactly, season. Exactly, yeah. So, massive success last season on a team that were faltering and spluttering and stuttering. Yeah. I he, think he kept them afloat, didn't he? I, I think if uh, if that's any other striker for any other Premier League team, that is a successful season. I think a lot of people will base that on Cristiano Ronaldo's old stats. You know what I mean? Where yeah, he's yeah. scoring 50, 60 goals a season. And you're not going to do that. When you're signing for... The, basically a team who's fifth or sixth best team in the Premier League, you're not going to be scoring 40, 50, 60 Premier League goals or whatever it is throughout the season, yeah? So that that see, that last season, it was a, without doubt a success. Don't get me wrong, I was 100%. playing I was playing in the league last year and I played against him and he 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 still looked sharp, he still looked good to go. It, it wasn't the old school Ronaldo, for sure, but my God, like he would get into the starting lineup of, of, of 90% of Premier League teams. Yeah, he's, he's a very, very different player these days. But that first, he signed two years, didn't he? Yeah. That first year, massive success. Massive success. In terms of him. Yes. As a player. But for, for Man United as well, a massive success, because you've got to think of all the added revenue that he, somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo true. brings, the, the commercial eyes that it brings. You know what I mean? I guarantee you sponsorships would have spiked because yeah. they had Ronaldo on their books. Yeah. Tickets, match tickets, um, shirt sales, all that kind of yeah. stuff, yeah? They would have made an absolute killing off the back of that. They, they would have done. And I think um, the interesting thing is that when Ten Hag came in, you kind of went, look at his playing style, press from the front, press press out wide. And like I watched uh, both United games against you live last season. And I said to you after the game, I could not believe how little he moves yeah. in general play. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like he is a master of conserving energy yeah. and managing Just his body. Just waiting for the big moment. Just waiting for that big moment. And that's cool. If your team plays that way, where you're able to carry somebody like that and you don't expect him to get back and shut down and all that kind of stuff, right? That's cool. You can you can live with that. That's fine. Wait for the big moment. He'll take his chance most of the time. Sweet as a nut. But football's moved on. It has, especially the Premier League. The Premier League has moved on leaps and bounds where there's no team in the Premier League now can carry a luxury player like that. Nobody, literally nobody. I don't care who you are. Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal. You look at the rest of the teams in the Premier League. I don't care even if you're a, you're a, a West Ham you cannot carry a player anymore. The intensity, the the tempo, the speed, the work rate, the running stats, everything is getting higher and higher 
every single it's season. It's not the Premier League, is it? it? That's that's just not the Premier League to exactly. have a player like that. No. So so let's look at it. We'll come back to it, like the tunnel incident and a few bits, but now's a good time to go into... So, so where could he play? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Like, he, he could still do, do a job in it, it, Serie A. Oh, yeah. And the uh, Premier, what was it, La Liga? La Liga, for sure. He could he could do a, bro- a, a job in Europe somewhere easily, quite easily. If he went back to the Portuguese League, we're sporting Lisbon for sure. Um, like you say, he, he, La Liga, uh, the Italian League, he'll do a job there. The tempo is not quite so high. Do you know what I mean? They play a, it's a different style of football. The Italian League especially, it's very sort of defensive and standoffish and it's tactical. Um, the Spanish League, again, quite, not quite so physical. Um, so he can go absolutely anywhere. Where Apparently, do you think he'll go? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to Portugal, to be perfectly honest. Really? I, 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 think, he, um, I think he would quite like to go back to, to Sporting Lisbon and, um, and play for them again. Like I say, it would suit him down to the ground. It'd be welcome with open arms um, and they would carry a player like It's Cristiano still seen Robert. as a, a good league. Yeah, for isn't sure. it? Because yeah. I think if he went to MLS, for yeah. example, because that's an obvious one where he could get paid a bucket. I don't even think it's about the money. It's, yeah, it depends what he wants now. I think he's at, probably at that point where he'll, he'll be playing the World Cup now. Um, but I think... <laughs> To be honest with you, I think he's probably already got something sorted. I don't think you go down this route and get this far down it and announce you're leaving Man United and all that kind of stuff without having something going on in the background. But he's not going to go to the Middle East. He's not going to go to China. You don't know. I don't know. It's Ronaldo. All this about his ego and his legacy. Is he really going to take a step from the Premier League now and take that big payday. Did you see the payday that Saudi Arabia or whoever it was was willing to offer him like a year and a half ago? Mental, wasn't it? was it? like £300 million. Pounds. £300 million quid, Tom. Sorry, mate. I don't care who you are, right, yeah? At some point, if somebody offers you £300 million quid, you look at it and you go, whoa, um, wow, this needs to be thought about. This needs to be respected, yeah? It's yeah. a serious offer, right? And I guarantee you there will be another one of them, maybe not 300 million, but it's still going to be over 100 million pounds that somebody's going to be willing to pay him for a year or two, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I understand that, but but he's, what, 37? Yep. Is he 37, touching 38? Look at Zlatan. Yeah. Right? Look at Zlatan. They're different, aren't they? They're different players. Zlatan wants to do it still. Yeah, I know, but he's 40, 40-odd. Yeah. 40 Ronaldo could do two years. I, I think. Don't get me wrong. I still think Ronaldo still wants to do it, but I also know uh, just just the way that he is as a bloke. I think he knows that deep down he's not the guy he used to be. He's not the player he used to be. Um, but his commerciality is still just as high as ever. He is he is so commercially viable that wherever he goes, wherever he signs, plays for, all that kind of stuff, he will still be the main man. But this is this is kind of a guilt-edged sword as well because I don't think. There's going to be a lot of Premier League teams that would be put off by the fact that it's a bit of a circus sometimes. Do you know what I mean? A A bit of a circus. A bit of a It is actually quite a lot of a circus because even now at the World Cup, Portugal, it's not about Portugal. It's not about who they're playing. It's not about the rest of the team, the players in the team. It's quite literally all about Cristiano Ronaldo. So So they're doing press conferences, aren't they? Bruno Fernandes, it could be whoever it is. And they're getting getting asked about Cristiano Ronaldo. And even then now, they're having to say, 
guys, we're here at the World Cup to play in a major tournament, right? It's about that. Let's talk about that. We don't want to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo anymore. Cristiano Ronaldo did an interview, didn't he, last week, saying, I don't want you to ask any more of my Portuguese um, teammates any questions about my situation, all right? My situation will become clear in the next few days, and it has. Just don't talk about me anymore, basically. Yeah, and what about, did you see when he met up, did you buy into that at all when he met up with Portugal and Bruno? Oh, what a load of rubbish. It was nonsense, It was nonsense, mate. All of that is nonsense. Like I've told you before, um, players, right, when when stuff like this kicks off, yeah, all of these players... They they're, they're kind of mates. You're spending a lot of time with yeah, with yeah. players. Yeah, they are. They're your mates, right? You spend you probably spend more time with players in squads, away trips, all that kind of stuff than what you spend with your family, right? So these guys are your best mates, basically. Um, when stuff like this kicks off in the media and and Ronaldo does these interviews and stuff like that, don't get me wrong. There's going to be a good bit of banter between the lads on the group chat, all that kind of stuff, right? There will be, but. There's never any real hard feelings towards the lads or the players or the the individual in question. It'll never go that deep, honestly. Right. So when I saw that clip of Bruno and Ronaldo meeting up for the first time, mate, they saw each other like a week prior. But it was nothing. Yeah? It was it was, it was nothing. nothing. They they kind of shook hands, and it was like I think they. It was the fact that Bruno didn't run and chuck his arms around it, and yeah, apparently. Uh, well, and... what I heard was um, apparently Bruno was late for training or something because there was some traffic or something somewhere. And when he turned up, Ronaldo um, in his way, because he, he's he, he's got a bit of banter to be fair about him, like he'll have a laugh and stuff like that. So apparently he said to him like, "Oh, what did you come here by boat or something like that?" Okay. And Bruno was just sort of like, "Well, I'm trying my best, yeah, I'm late," and that was about it really. So um, now it was all about nothing, but that's always the way it will be because, like I said. That is the circus that follows Cristiano um, Ronaldo. So to talk about player reactions, so um, Ten Hag comes in in summer, then you have the Spurs incident. So let's talk about the Spurs incident. Yeah. What would the reaction of his teammates be walking down the tunnel? Yeah, that's that's one thing that needs to be um, that would need to be addressed pretty sharpish. Yeah, because if um, like I've, I've been in I've been in squads and football teams and all that kind of stuff where a certain player will have done something, whether it's so. So take another example where after games, right after games, players have to do some running on the pitch after games, right? They do because the ones that have been on the bench or haven't played, yeah, they need to keep their fitness levels up. They might have a day off tomorrow with the rest of the squad. So they'll have to do some running on the pitch. That's just the way it goes. And it's a nightmare for the players. They don't want to do it because they've been sat there for an hour and a half, two hours. They're stiff as a board. Last thing they want to do is go and start running and sprinting. A lot of players are worried about getting injuries and all that, pulling a hamstring or something because it's a high-intensity workout. I've seen it where players will go, I'm not doing a run. I'm not I'm not doing it, yeah. And the fitness coach at this point in time is like pulling his hair out and he's like, lads, please just do the run. Then you can have tomorrow off. That's all I'm asking of you, yeah. Yep. The fitness coach most of the time doesn't have a lot of power. He's, you know, he's one of these guys where he's like, he's got to have good people skills because he's got to get people on his side because he needs them to do a bit of a run. The manager has to trust that the fitness coach is going to get that done because the manager don't need to know about the players not running after the game. That's the last of his worries. Do you know what I mean? He's just played a game of football. He'll have press conferences to do. He needs to find out about injured players, all that kind of stuff, right? The last thing that manager needs to worry about is players not running, yeah? So the fitness coach is like, come on, lads, just get it done, just get it done. Because he doesn't want them to know because... Because then that fitness fitness coach is going to be quite... He can't even back, get them in check. Exactly. It comes back bad on him. So in a perfect world, everybody just goes and does a run and everybody goes home happy. It's the way that it goes, but it's never like that, right? So I've seen it a, a few times where players have gone, I'm not running. And the manager... and Sorry, and the fitness coach has gone, well, you're going to have to run. I'm not running. And he's like... The fitness coach will then at that point go, listen, I'm going to have to tell the manager. <laughs> I will have to tell the manager if you don't run. And the player's ego gets in the way and he'll go... 
Tell the manager then. I don't care. Tell him to come and talk to me. I don't care. This point, the fitness coach is really pulling his hair out. He's like, oh, for God's sake. That, he'll have to just go and get the rest of the lads who are willing to run and put their egos aside for a bit. They'll go out and do their run, but the fitness coach will then go and tell the manager. And again, it's not a good look because the, he's failed to get that player yeah. to do it. And it's not a good look. And then at that point, the manager, he'll have to have, he'll have to take the player to task and he'll say like, listen, that's disrespectful. You didn't do it. You're going to get fined, all that kind of stuff, right? I've had it where on a Monday or Tuesday, he will then call a team meeting, the manager, and he will say, lads, this happened after the game on Saturday, right? What's his name? Bob Jones over there. Didn't do any running. Jonesy. Yeah, Jonesy. He didn't do any running, right? Um, I fined him two weeks wages. Um, it's an absolute disgrace. It shows no respect for you lot. It shows no respect for me, for the fitness coach. And he'll make a point of saying it in front of the player. And then at some point he'll say, have you got anything to say for yourself? And most of the time, the player at this point has calmed down a lot and he's realised he's been a dickhead and he's lost half his month's wages and he's absolutely heartbroken and fuming. And then he's for, he'll, he'll probably learn a lesson from it, but he'll be like, right, well, I ain't going to do that again. And he'll be like, lads, I'm really, really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just ran. Everything would have been sweet, yeah? yeah? So they're the sort of things that players will, whether they had an internal meeting, the manager might have called one, whether he did that or didn't do that out of respect for but it not being running Cristiano after Ronaldo. A game, though. Running, not running after a game, though, Ben, is very different, no, surely. No, yeah, it is completely different. To walking different. down the yeah, tunnel. it's completely different. All I'm saying is they will probably have called a team meeting after that. Okay. The manager would have called a team meeting with Ronaldo, with the rest of the team, and gone, lads, this is what happened on Saturday. Five minutes to go, we're beating Spurs. Everybody, I want everybody supporting the team. Everybody, everybody to get behind us and all that kind of stuff, especially your senior figures, right? One of our senior figures, Cristiano Ronaldo, walked off down the tunnel with five minutes to go and disappeared. It's not on. And whether Ten Hag's has got the cojones to do that, yeah, whether he's whether he will, will do that to Cristiano Ronaldo in front of the rest of the team, I don't know. Because he dropped him for the Chelsea game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So he dropped him for the Chelsea game. But then he made him captain yeah. in Europa League the week after. I bet you I bet you there wasn't even a conversation. Uh, I bet if, that, if he's handled it like that, then that is just really, really bad people skills and management skills. You cannot do that. You have to address it there and then. It's like you have to nip it in the bud. So at that point, you have to go, right, we're in training tomorrow, right? Before anybody, like before anything happens, gym work, anything, before any of that kind of stuff, Team meeting now. That will go on to the group chat, yeah? That will go on to the group chat. Team meeting, 9.30. 9.30 comes. Manager's standing there. Lads, yesterday, Cristiano Ronaldo walked off. Cristiano, you got anything to say for yourself? That is how you deal with it. Okay. That's so- how you deal with it. Because at that point, if Cristiano Ronaldo goes, yeah, I weren't happy, you didn't play me... That's when all the lads, yeah. He's got no comeback, by the way. There's no comeback to this. Ronaldo cannot answer with a, an answer that's going to make everybody go, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to work like that, right? But this is where you can nip it in the bud so that everybody else will see that happen, all the younger players, and they'll see a senior player getting taken to task, and they'll go, well, I'm never going to do that because he's just been made to look a dickhead in yeah, front of all the other lads. That, but that's how you've got to deal with it. So three questions then. What would you do if someone did that and you were in the squad? Yeah, um, this is so as a senior player. As a senior player, as a senior player, I'd have got I, uh, once I'd found out about it, I'd have I'd have spoke to the player. I'd gone, mate, come on. I'm not one of those who would go mad at somebody and go, "You're a disgrace." Blah, blah, blah. That's down the line, probably. But at that moment in time, I, I, I'd say, "Mate, come on, listen, don't do that. Okay. You know what's going to happen here. You're going to get fined." Yeah? So you'd do that arm round approach, yeah, an arm round it, and I'd go, "Come on, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get fined, yeah. But you're you're Ronaldo, yeah. We need you, yeah. The lads." 
will we'll want to see you on the sidelines cheering and supporting and do you know what I mean? Getting behind them kind of thing. The last thing they need is to see you walking down towards the tunnel, right? That's not a good look. It's not going to... Nobody's going to win from this, all right? So that's how I would address it. Okay, with. so the second question. Ronaldo recently said the best captain he ever had was Roy Keane. Yeah. Okay. He is not doing that. Yeah. If Roy Keane is his captain. No. So, which makes you think that it's a respect. They don't have enough senior figures no. in that team. It, you, you, it, it, it would. Everybody did what Roy Keane said because they fully respected it, and they probably a little bit scared of him. To be perfectly honest, with you. But that's hand in hand. Yeah. I've seen like Troy Deeney, for example, captain at Watford. He is that kind of captain. Yeah. He's he's a leader. He's a winner. Everybody respects him. Yeah. But they also. That they the healthy bit of fear. A healthy bit of fear. I'm not surprised. Hey, you need that. Yeah, I loved it. Honestly, I used to see it and I used to, I because I would do stuff properly anyway, but I'd see the players that didn't do it necessarily properly and Troy would happily pull them up on it and go, that's an absolute dis- disgrace. And that's a nice way of saying it as well. But that people need to see that in effect and then they go, well, I don't want to be that guy that's just been absolutely rinsed by Troy Deeney or Roy Keane, yeah? So that's how it works, yeah? But so that, like I say, it tells you that there's nobody really in that dressing room that Cristiano Ronaldo fears or respects enough to to play ball. Right, okay. Third question. He was fined two weeks' wages. Yeah. Apparently a million quid. Uh, That's some Christmas night out with the fines, isn't it? <laughs> I don't what's, think, happening, what's happening to that money? Mate, I don't probably think, the Glazers had it, probably. Yeah, I, 100% the Glazers have had that, by the way. <laughs> My God, do you think they, there's no chance? that They would have been the guys that are saying two weeks wages, fine them as much as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah. We're taking that as dividends. We'll take that out of the club as dividends. They'll be buzzing with that, actually. So hopefully Cristiano could do that every like other week or something. They just Then they wouldn't have to pay him any wages. Um, apparently, though... Um, you're only allowed to fine a player a maximum of two weeks' wages every month. I think it's something like that. You can't just go, um, like, two weeks' wages and then next week another two weeks' wages and then get to the point where the player actually owes you money. I don't think you can do that. You know that. what? There's a really, really interesting case of this. So uh, we've got Carlton Cole coming up on the podcast, haven't we? Yeah. Carlton's a great lad, isn't he? He is a great lad. And he's got some good stories, so yeah. we'll look forward to that one. But do you remember Winston Bogard at Chelsea? Oh, he, he signed was, yeah, there when he yeah. was 30 years old yeah. on a four-year contract. Oh, played 11 games in 40, four years. 40 grand a week he was on. That's right. That was That's big right. money back then as well. Oh, massive. That was massive money. That's massive. an equivalent of like under, over 100 grand a week yeah. now. And they apparently they tried to put him with the kids. They yeah. tried to put him with reserves. Yeah. Tried to find him and he he just did everything by the book and Boom. said, yeah, I'll train. I'll do whatever you he, need. He came in with a smile on his face yeah. every single day. I heard that he commuted from Holland. Yeah, flew every day apparently, yeah. Right, we're going to ask Carlton about this. Yeah, one, we'll ask Carlton. They were at the club at the, uh, at the same time. Yeah. So we'll just go on to the interview though, the Ronaldo interview. Yeah. So it's already not looking great. He does that interview and then it's it's over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's over. It's game over. That is that is exactly what that is. I think if Ronaldo's going off his own back to get in touch with Piers Morgan, which is apparently how it happened, Ronaldo instigated it all. Um, if he's going to those lengths, then then this then that was a goodbye. That was a terminate okay. my contract kind of interview. And That's then, exactly what it was. And then we talked about it with the tunnel. Yeah. So let's talk about the WhatsApp group. Yeah. The GC must be popping off. Woof! Absolutely popping. <laughs> so, so right in my head. I want Harry Maguire to be texting the group going, Ronnie, what are you doing, you daft sod? Nah, Ronnie won't be getting involved in no GC, mate. Ronnie, and guarantee you, Cristiano went on no team group chat. No chance. He will. He, there's no way he will go on a group chat. Do you know why? And I'll tell you this, honestly, because he is. he knows that somebody would quite happily... 
like just show their mate or just screenshot something or just whatever. Numbers on there. Exactly, yeah. Your numbers on there, anything you say, it could be about anything. It could be the most innocent something about something, right? And if that makes it out into the open world on the internet, on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, mate, that will get extrapolated to its minutest detail, right? And they will read into it so much stuff that probably isn't there anyway, and it will come back on him somewhere. So we won't be on the GC, but the other lads will be on the GC, and, and they we'll, will be buzzing about it. We'll all like, the memes, all the funny videos, all the oh, the the mock-ups, it will be in there, and the lads will be buzzing off it. They will. They'll be absolutely buzzing off it. Yeah, so, so when you say about his phone, phone number and that, for example, how many times do you reckon over the is Ronaldo's up to change his phone because it only takes yeah. one person an estate agent yeah. or a car mechanic yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I know I'm not suggesting he rings up the garage but yeah. do you know what I mean how many times because you've had to change your number quite a lot because you'll get kids or agents or, or newspapers ringing you up yeah I think um, do you know what I bet you as he's got older I think the fact that he is so well known and so connected and wealthy and all that kind of stuff he probably doesn't have to do much for himself to be yeah. perfectly honest with you so if it's if his if his Audi Q7 needs a little bit of an oil change or a tyre change yeah. or something like that, I don't think he's the guy to ring up uh, Audi Manchester and go, all right, lads, it's um, Ronnie here. Um, CR700, eh? Yeah, CR700. Suey! Um, <laughs> <laughs> any chance Any chance you can buck me in? Um, after training, any time from about 2 o'clock this afternoon, that all right? Um, oh, can't fit you in, Ronnie. Sorry, geez. Um, no, I don't think Ronnie's that guy, mate. So... Um, I bet you in the last few years or whatever, he probably hasn't had to change it so much because I can't imagine people coming up to him and go, oh, just give me your number. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll send you a text. He's like, no. I'll add drop it, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it, so, mate. It's fine. So one thing he's, a few things he said in the interview, but one thing he said was like United have stood still, you know, yeah. they've stood still and the training facilities, the jacuzzi, the pool, yeah. the kitchen, it's all the same. It's like not been up, upgraded. And in, in the times that we're at with the money going in, like with Man City, Newcastle, they, they've got to be at the absolute sharp end of things, haven't they? What yeah. What was it like when you were there in terms of facilities and the clubs you've been at before, since? Yeah. When you were there, what was the level of the facilities? Yeah, it was top class. It was, it was top class. We used to, so obviously trained at Carrington. Um, but then when we went away with England, we were training at the Arsenal training ground and the Arsenal training ground was probably very similar to the Man U training. It was lovely. It was top class. It was brilliant. Is that where yeah? they are now, next door yeah. to Watford? Yeah, Arsenal's one. Yeah, so that, that's exactly the same place. Um, but it was, it was even then, it was top class. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, don't get me wrong. Training grounds have evolved and they've got better equipment, better gear, and it looks lovely and all that kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just sharper looking, modern, all that kind of stuff. And I think Man United still, the training ground, the stadium... I think they've kind of basically just plastered over the cracks a little bit. They haven't really done that much major knocking down and rebuilding and all that kind of stuff. It would just be keep the, st- the same structure, but just sort of plaster over it, make it look a bit cleaner, a bit nicer, yeah. a, a new lick of paint and the all stadium. that kind of stuff. The stadium needs going over. It really does. Gary Neville was very vocal about this and rightly so, to be fair. The, the stadium looks like it's sort of like it could do with a good old kind of... I was surprised, mate, last season, yeah. sat, sat in there and yeah. thought to myself, I'd not been for years no, no. to Old Trafford and I was like, Wow, this kind of looks like it's a yeah. But I think I, I, listen. I think if you're if you're looking for excuses, which it sounds like Ronaldo probably is. Yeah, that's nothing. Then, to do with no, it, is this it? is this is like these are just easy kind of things to attack, aren't they? Really, I think if you're if you're not really bothered about that kind of stuff, which I know a lot of players really aren't. Honestly, uh, the facilities are still world class. Come on, it's not it's not something you can attack yeah, as as a reason that, why though, you want to leave. Saying that though, I, I hear what you're saying. However, 
if if they're the best, you know what it's like. We what we try Man and do. United aren't the best. No, but if you want to be the best, they're not going to be the best. That Man United can't. Do they no, want to? No, so you're saying now, that culture isn't there to be the best. No, I'm just. All I'm saying is now, football has moved on so much since Ronaldo left. Yeah, so much the Premier League, especially that nobody in the Premier League now can has a divine right to say we should be the best. Yeah, yeah. when you've got the likes of Man City, Newcastle, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, billionaire owners, proper billionaire owners. Yeah. You, nobody can expect to just be the best anymore. I don't care if you're Man United and you've won the Champions League X amount of times, won the Premier League the most times in history. That don't that don't matter anymore. History doesn't matter anymore. Money is what talks nowadays. That is the main thing, okay? So everybody has money. But you've got to want the culture within the club to want to be the best again. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, with the ownership, it kind of trickles down, surely. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure. Have they got that anymore? But everybody wants the best owners. Everybody wants the best chief execs, the best scouts, the best this. So money talks, mate. So Man City yeah. have already got a steal on Man United. Newcastle have already got a steal on Man United. Liverpool, Arsenal, they've all, all been doing it. So they've had to look at Man United for years and go, how do we do that? How do we beat Man United? So do you think Ronaldo's right in saying that they've kind of stood still a bit? No, because... Have the, they gone backwards? Have they right. I'm just saying, I don't think it needs saying. I don't think that playing for Man United anymore gives you any divine right to say we should be the best. I'm saying that for every club. He's not well. saying we should be... He's saying that, that what's there is substandard. No, he's... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think... What, he didn't say substandard, did he? No, he said, but that's what he he's getting it's, at. It's kind of stood still a bit. But yeah, that's fine. That's because he's looking for excuses. He's looking for things that that he doesn't like about it kind of thing. He's been, like I say, he's been at Real Madrid, he's been at Juventus, you know, top clubs where, like you say, the facilities probably are top class and that's brilliant. But still, you know, whether it's it's the elite, the best of the best or whether it's world class, they're still pretty frigging good, yeah? They are. It's not the end of the world. No, they are, but that that's probably not the point is if, if you're the best and want to be the best or aspire to be the best. But yeah. that that's probably, let's let's talk about the, the ownership model then. Yeah. So, the, the news is that you've got Ronaldo one day, the next day, the club's up for sale. Yeah. Um, and, and surely the club's up for sale. There hasn't been the investment. Yeah. Well, Ferguson said when he was there that they did back him. The Glazers did back him. Yeah. Um, they're the only only kind of owners to be taking that level of money out of the club. Yeah, sure. Um, they, they leveraged the club, lots of debt. Everybody knows all this without going into kind of minute detail. Well, what did they buy it for all those years ago? About 780 mil or something like that. 700 mil. 700, yeah. So 700 mil it was. And now they're trying to flog it for what, best part of five bill or something I like that. I think they five said they would listen to offers over five bill. Yeah. And they're saying between five and nine bill or something, yeah, something like that. Um. Yeah, th- listen, I think it's this just adds to the the sort of um the circus of us of it all. Do you know what I mean? Man United you should uh, this is what I'm saying though. It's like so when Ronaldo left United all those years ago, it was all you'd ever talk about Man United was was success and winning things and relentlessness and having the best players and world class and all this kind of stuff. And now it's like the column inches are filled up with just another sort of Something else has happened. Another bit of this circus. This circus. Yeah, that. but um, it, what's 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 accelerated it though? Surely is Chelsea. So Chelsea was sold, wasn't it? Todd Todd Bowley, Todd Bowley yeah. about four four bill, yeah. four point two five bill. Couple of weeks later, Liverpool Fenway Group are saying, okay, we're open yeah. to offers potentially being over to offers, and that surely is when the Glazers go, okay, now it's time to get out because we're not well liked well yeah I think the problem is when you get sort of you know Saudi money coming in when you've got Newcastle you've got Man City and you're talking the richest of the rich here by the way yeah you're talking the richest of the richest then it's going to be very hard to compete maybe that's in the back of their mind where they're thinking we can't just go out and buy 150 million pound players yeah 
maybe that's so they know the Premier League is going to get tougher. So if there's only four places getting awarded Champions League each year, which is where the big money is, right? You're talking now five, six, seven teams who realistically should be in for a shout for getting Champions League places. And that's as difficult as ever because back in the day, it used to be the big four, didn't it? It did. It was, it was, it was Arsenal. Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea. That was yeah. it. Now, Newcastle new to the scene. Man City new to the scene. You've got Everton building a new stadium. Do you know what I mean? All this kind of stuff. And Tottenham with an absolute belting stadium. So it's seven, six, seven, eight teams now who could realistically get Champions League. Yeah, Mark, Mark Goldbridge obviously comes on the show regularly. And I think he makes it a very, very good point. In that Everyone kind of likes what Newcastle are doing and Eddie Howe. Mm. And they're doing it the right way. But he always says, once they're in the top four... Yeah. That's a space gone for gone for the next twenty Forever. years. Exactly. And he's he's spot on, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, once they're in there, Man City guaranteed. Newcastle in the next few years will be guaranteed. Yeah. Then it's two more places up for grab Chelsea between surely will between be. Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, <laughs> Everton, Tottenham. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, Everton, it's, well, I, I say Everton. Everton need to get yeah. out of the crap that they're in a minute. Yeah. But the, I think the long term plans are there. Really. Well, you look at it's it's funny because not many businesses could put the. Um, not many people could put their business up for sale and say, well, I've just saved 26 million yesterday by sacking Ronaldo. Oh, my oh, They've just God. saved 26, half a million quid a week. Well, this apparently, yeah, even though I'm not fully sure. I'm, I don't know if, it depends whether he was that desperate to get out or not. Because if he was that desperate to get out, cool, he's ripping his contract up. As long as, it, not, not him, but the club. If the club say to him, right, listen, do you want to just leave? Yeah, do you want to just leave? And if Ronaldo at that point goes, yeah, I do. Then it's like, cool, sweet as a nut, we annul the contract and that's all there is to it. But if Man United really want him gone that badly, yeah, they, Ronaldo's team would have kind of got wind of that a little bit and they'd be like, well, they're desperate to get rid of me, so let's ask them for 10 mil, yeah? Pay up half my contract, boom, I'll go. So I don't really know. I, I want to know I want to know the facts for sure about whether they had to pay him off or not. And I don't know whether we will ever get to know that or not, but... um. If it's just an annulment, then boom, everyone's a winner, basically. Ronaldo gets to go and sign for a new team. Man United haven't got to pay any compensation. Absolutely sweet. It's not. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is in the um, is in the Piers Morgan interview is when Ronaldo basically said, um, one of the things he said was, the the younger players at United, they they just basically, they're unprofessional. They, 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 they won't have a longevity in the game because of their unprofessionalism. Um, and and he specifically mentioned younger players. The one player he said that he is impressed by is is Dallo Diego Dallo, um, which I think you can probably tell that from his, the way he is on a pitch. I, I, you can just tell certain players the way they are on a pitch is probably the same way they carry themselves around the training ground professionally, all that kind of stuff. He's he's a bit of a sicko. He loves getting involved and working his socks off, sticking his head in when it matters, all that kind of stuff. They're the sort of players that you want around the place. Yeah, they are. Even if you're not the world's best player, you still want players like that around the place. But if you look at the, the the players that Man United that are of that sort of young age, yeah. So if you're talking about young players, you're talking about the likes of um, Garnacho, Garnacho, uh, Jaden Sancho, um, Malasia's 23. He's probably only been there a little bit. Brandon Williams, even players like that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? but- you're talking about that sort of youngster of player where you, where he's that's a bit of a dig at those younger players. Isn't 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 this is the question? You know, when you talk about the goat, Messi, Ronaldo, but isn't this part of Ronaldo's role? to help these players yeah. and make them better and set the standard. Because the standard he set in his first season, from what we can gather, was scoring goals, getting assists yeah. and being the main man. The standard he has set in the in the last few months, unfortunately, rightly or wrongly, has been 
going to the press. Yeah. Storming off early. Well, I think, uh, do you know what? I'm going to back him a little bit here, Ronaldo. I will. I'll back him here because I think he's seen how it goes at United. He's seen how it used to be at United. So coming through as a young player at United with Roy Keane, with all these winners, Gary Neville doing it right, Phil Neville. People will mock people like Gary Neville and Phil Neville, yeah? Say they're not the best players. Around the building, yeah, they were the main guys. Roy Keane, main guy, yeah? Gary Neville, Paul, uh, Phil Neville, around the place, main guys, genuinely, yeah? They were. They were the ones that were talking and made people do stuff in the right way all the time. And I think Ronaldo has seen that that's not what it is at Man United anymore. So he, he, I bet you he's got to a point where he's like, you can only do so much, right? The players around me aren't willing to do this anymore. You think back in the day, right? Man United, if you were a young player coming through, you weren't on 100 grand a week, yeah? Mm. You, you, if you, even if you're getting bought as like a 21, 22-year-old, you were not on that kind of money, yeah? You had to earn it for United. You had to play for the team for a couple of years, then you would get a decent contract, right? You would. That's how it worked. Nowadays, it doesn't work like that. If you're a young player at Man United, yeah? If Garnacho signs a new contract next week, right? What do you think he's going to be on a week? 60, 70. 60, 70, 80 grand a week. 100%, right? As soon as a player gets paid that sort of money, right? At 18, 19 years old, a little bit of desire just gets worn away really? from inside him. A bit of that heart just goes out the window. It does. That's and what happens if you're 25 and you get the big contract? Even then it can happen, mate. Even then it can happen, right? But back in the day at Man United... It didn't matter. It didn't matter what you were getting paid. It didn't matter because culture. it was the culture. The culture was set from the top down to the bottom, and it was that. You fell in, in line with absolutely everything that happened, and I think Ronaldo has seen this current Man United squad and gone, it's nowhere near it. It's not what it used to be. And I, don't, I honestly don't think there's probably many, in, many clubs in the land that can say would have the same sort of culture as Man United back in the day. I really don't think it is. Football has just changed so much. It's mad, isn't it? Because I, you look at some of some of what he's done in the past two or three months, and you go, "Oh, that's really, really not cool." But we've said in the past, I've definitely said in the past, like, I think he's earned the right to, like, if he wasn't happy and went to the club, and let let's just say he said, yeah. went to the club and went, "Listen, it's not working." The club should, in my opinion, go. Do you know what? We'll let you go. Yeah, I, I think yeah. his hand has been forced to do this. Yeah, which is really sad, and because one, it doesn't make him look. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. But at the same point, I think the club should have respected him and gone, do you know what? In I think it was 08 or 07, he's won the Ballon d'Or at United. First one since Bobby Charlton. Yeah. He's done a lot for that club. No, and he, is an you, absolute, yeah, he is yeah. one of the greatest ever to lace up a pair of boots. And if he wasn't happy, and at the stage he's at his career, yeah. he can't play at the top level for another five years, but he might have another two years. Yeah. And I think the club should have gone, go. Uh, good point. I'm with you. I do. I just the, the whole the whole thing is just a messy, messy. Nobody wins. It's just yeah. It's not. It's not what you want to see, is it? It's not somebody. It's not Man United. Yeah, somebody with a heritage of Man United. Somebody with a heritage of Cristiano Ronaldo. You don't want it to end like this, do you? You want it to be amicable. You want it to be a parting of the ways. Um, and you didn't want all the the bumps up and down along the way either. But that's the way it goes. What do you think, though, Fozzie? Like. Can, what can you imagine being Sir Alex Ferguson now in his front room? Let's say he's got the yeah. fire on a little glass of something nice. He must be spewing. Yeah. Yeah. What, you, what you know? You, I, yeah. you played under. I, th- him. I think. Do you know what? I would honestly think that probably Christian. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I honestly think that Sir Alex Ferguson wouldn't be too surprised. I really don't, and that's the sad part of it because I think. Even Alex Ferguson will have seen the change at Man United. He will have seen that it's not run the way that it used to be. And he will be kind of going, do you know what? I could have probably seen this coming. It's not the Man United that it used to be. And 
I don't like the way that he's done it, but I'll probably understand understand why. And that's the sad part of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you because yeah. I think f- for the point of this conversation, I'm trying to be objective. But he, yeah, it seems like his hand has been forced. Yeah. He, do you think this has any impact on that greatest of all time conversation? Do you think that notches it towards Messi in terms of Nah, I think I'll always I'll always go it from them in their pomp, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can look at it when they're in their thirty sevens, thirty eight, thirty sixes, all that kind of stuff. That's not that's not the GOAT, yeah. The GOAT is when they're in their pomp, who is the as best a player. player. As a player. So in their pomp years, you're talking sort of like twenty three two, three, four to sort of like thirty three. Well, yeah. The best well, part of a decade. Well basically. both both of their pumps were really for twenty to thirty yeah, thirty-four. Weren't yeah, they? the best part of a decade, over a decade, probably. That's them in their pomp, and for me, it's um, no. I'll always be Ronaldo just because I've played with the guy and I've loved watching what he can do and how hard he works for it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I do just love, um, as somebody who just loves to kick a ball really hard and really far. That's what I love. I love the fact that he's that guy. He will shoot from forty-five yards. I remember seeing the goal that he scored. From the bench against FC Porto away in the Champions League, Unbelievable. mate, that ball travelled so far and so fast it was ridiculous. As soon as he's hitting it, I'm thinking, mate, you're 45 yards out, you can't kick it. Oh wow, oh my gosh! And the goalie has made the most token dive for it ever. Yeah, he's got no chance of saving it. It was a ridiculous goal, and but that was Ronaldo in his pomp. Like Messi would do stuff like that himself. You know what I mean? He would dribble, dribble past five, six, seven, eight players. You, I want to do a podcast where we do a Ronaldo versus Messi yeah. and hammer it out. The yeah. goat conversation. Do you know what would be, do you know what will, would for a lot of people put an answer to this goat question is obviously the world cup's going on right now, right? If Portugal or Argentina were to win the world cup. Yeah. A lot of people straight away would go, yeah, but he never won a World Cup. He never won a World Cup. He won a World Cup. Well, well the big conversation was because Ronaldo won the Euros, yeah. didn't he? And everyone was saying, yeah, but Messi's never won. And then he won, was it the Copa? I don't, I don't know if Messi could win a Euros, could he? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Fair point. Sorry, it didn't come out right in my head. <laughs> the point I was making was, is, is their equivalent? Yeah. yeah is yeah, he'd yeah, never yeah. won? What was it? A Copa America. Copa America, yeah. which he won last year. Yeah. Um, mate... I don't know. I don't think. I don't think the stuff that you've won necessarily is the defining factor. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's a defining factor. I think we've just been very lucky. We've been blessed with two beasts of the game. But they're so different players, aren't they? Like I, I was watching like a TikTok compilation the other day, and it was like Messi's best goals, but dribbling. Oh, and mate. you go with the greatest respect. Ronaldo can't do that. No, he can't. But then when you see Ronaldo leaping and there's a 12 foot of clear air yeah. and he's up in the air like a salmon, Nobody Messi can can't Messi do that. Can't, yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's the beauty of it. You've got two opposite players and that is the beauty of football. One day we're going to do it. There's so many ways to skin a cat, mate. It takes everything of everything. And no matter what abilities you've got, you can be a baller or a player or whatever. You can add something. Um, yeah, we've just been lucky that we've been blessed in an era with two of the best of all time. Um yeah, enjoyed that, mate. That was a doddle, wasn't it? That was good fun. I, I enjoyed know, that. Yeah. Bit of United chatter, Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, Very good. I don't think Argentina are going to win the World Cup, by the way. They just lost to Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, that was a Fozcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you are um, a fan of the Cycling GK, by the way, make sure you are staying tuned to every single England World Cup game because we are doing live watch-alongs. Um, and then the day after, we're doing a football filling as well, sort of dissecting it all. We've got loads of giveaways, all that kind of stuff. Um, and in the meantime, Tomasi, well done. Brilliant.
We'll see you soon. Up the Fozcast, baby. Up the Fozcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast. <laughs>